it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big Friday episode of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We will, of course, be dipping in and out of the testimony regarding Fannie Willis and now her father down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, If you've been watching it for the past 24 hours, you can't help but quote a man by the name of Donald Trump who once said, they're not sending their best. Correct the mundo. Just a straight clown show out of Fannie Willis. You could hate Trump with all the fiber in your being. There's no way you watched her testify and didn't agree uh, that the woman was, you know, a little bit of a... Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. If you want to hit me with a bucket of confetti, throw eighty five people into a back of a car. We're doing clown stuff. It's Friday. We're in a good mood. We're gonna have a good time. Ted Nugent will be here. The Motor City Madman shredding his guitar. Uh, we'll also get into it because we have to. It is Friday. We're gonna wrap this week up in high style because that's what we do on the show. Uh, Kevin Walling, a man who once worked. On Joe Biden's political campaign. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. That's okay. We are very pro-Walling. In fact, he was a guest on Fox News Saturday night. And uh, he will be joining us uh, on the show here as well. 888-788-9910. If you'd like to be a part of that, get you right by the bouncer. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a Because we have way too many of those floating around in our society right now. Tell it like it is. So, Fannie Willis. Fannie. Fannie Willis. Uh, it's There's some back and forth. Is it Fannie or Fannie? I believe the correct pronunciation is dip. But anyway. She concluded her testimony yesterday. They decided not to bring her back today. Because according to her team, her testimony yesterday did enough to clear her. That is a lie. We're going to play a lot of her testimony. But basically, this is what happened for Fonnie Willis. Okay. She was investigating Donald Trump, if you don't know how we got here. And one of the, excuse me, one of the lead investigators, man who was making more money on the team, than anyone else on the team, okay, happened to be the guy she was sleeping with. That's not right. Now, she would have you believe, okay, she didn't hire him until after they broke up and that, you know, this affair was a recent thing. But unfortunately for her, a woman she once lived with whose apartment she eventually took over, someone she has known for 30 years, testified before the court that Fonnie Willis and Mr. Wade have been having an affair since 2019. Okay, why does that change the metric? Because if they started screwing in 2019, and believe me, I'm using better language than was used in the courtroom, but if they started doing the old horizontal hula, whatever the hell you want to call it, back in 2019, 
okay, and this case was ultimately launched a few years later with him on the case, despite the fact that he does not try cases of this magnitude. This guy, for all intents and purposes, was an ambulance chaser. He didn't have a background, okay, in going after federal crimes or election fraud or the United States Constitution. You dig? This guy wasn't White House. This guy was Waffle House. Okay, and I say that with no disrespect to Waffle House because I'm like 93% Waffle. I love Waffle House. More importantly, I do love the people that hang out there. But I think you'd agree when you look around the Waffle House, okay, that it's a slightly different clientele than the White House. Although these days, probably not so much. There's more cocaine being found in the, wa- in the White House than the Waffle House, if you were going to get technical. But the stay on message, okay, what we're watching them litigate in court now is whether or not Fonnie Willis should be disqualified from the case, okay, over improperly engaging in a relationship with one of her subordinates. Now, if she is found to have lied to the court about such things... Get her out. Get her out of here. The reason this is so juicy, before we get into her petulant tantrums, and a judge that, by the way, let it go on way too much. Okay, when you talk about a disrespect for the courtroom, when you talk about a bad look for the judicial process... Okay, there's a lot of people right now that don't trust the justice system because they see something like this. They see this case in Georgia and they go, wow, this is very political prosecution. And they're like, no, shut up. What are you talking about? Rule of law. Nobody's above the law. You know, unless they break it on purpose like Biden did and then plead insanity, which, by the way, the good news. Yeah, your president's not going on trial, Joe Biden. The bad news is they told us he's not mentally sound. That can't be good. Oh, no big deal, guys. The man in charge is nuts. The elevator doesn't go to the top floor, so we can't arrest him. But he did break the law. That was the ruling. Okay, so you can't come at me with nobody's above the law because there's obviously a double standard in place as it pertains to that. But they told us this Trump prosecution was being done on the merits. Wrong. Okay, when you see how personal this prosecution is for Fannie Willis, when you see the bile... Okay, that she was aiming towards the people who dare question her. I'm above this. I don't need this. But she had watched her story unravel on live TV, had become a bit of a national disgrace by the time she took the stand. But to Fonnie Willis's credit, she refused to quit while she was behind. Okay, and the reason this is so interesting is because Fonnie Willis, okay, ran for this job as an alternative to a corrupt guy that was in this position. Okay, and here she is talking about a district attorney and how a district attorney will behave if she becomes the one. Clip, this is Fonnie Willis in 2020 campaigning for the gig. Clip two. Because you're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket. I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. Let me just say that. You are so full of sh- Now, technically speaking, we don't know that, okay? Because he might have worked on top of her, okay? But the point is... She was having sex with an employee, okay? And understand, okay, that clip I just played you was from 2020. She is 
in 2020 on the campaign trail saying Georgia deserves a district attorney who won't have sex with her employees. She said that in 2020. Okay. She started shacking up with this guy in 2019. Oh, wow. According to the witness testimony, the public displays of affection began in 2019. Yet she was out there in 2020 being like, Georgia deserves better than this. So you understand, Fannie Willis is a clown. Okay, so when she got onto the stand yesterday with all of her testimony contradicted, with all the evasive answers and the filibusters and her telling the prosecutor they were lying, okay, she made it a point to say, I'm not on trial no matter how much you want to put me on trial. And that's true, but her integrity was on trial. The integrity of this prosecution was on trial, and sadly... uh, Really bad day for the judicial system. Listen to this montage. This is Fonnie Willis, clip one. So that was cute, but I didn't give him money out in a contract. What happened? Is, no, we're going to answer it since you said it. He worked. He worked more hours than he was paid, and the county paid him for the work that he did. So don't be cute with me and then think that you're not going to get an answer. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. I probably had some choice words about some of the things that you said that were dishonest within this motion. So I don't know that it was a conversation. As you know, Mr. Wade is a Southern gentleman. Me, not so much. I think we have. I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be here. Not so much that you're hostile, Ms. Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Ms. Merchant's. Ms. Merchant's interests are contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Okay, she kept saying she was protecting democracy. I'm assuming democracy was her stripper name. Okay, because in no way, shape, or form was that instilling any more trust in the democratic process in this country. When people have severe doubts about the chicanery that may or may not have gone on in Atlanta in the 2020 election, seeing a woman come on the stand and just defile the the institution, go right at the prosecutors— A woman who, oh, by the way, they admit that they were sleeping together. Like she admits, okay, that she contradicted her campaign promise of Georgia deserves a district attorney that isn't having sex with his employees. She's right when she says that. So I think they should go out and get one. That would be a step in the right direction. Here she is pushing back about the timeline of this relationship. It's hilarious because, again— What you're listening to is an attempt not to give a direct answer. They don't want to give a direct answer because the truth isn't their friend in this situation. Clip five. Romantic relationship ended before the indictment was returned. Yes or no? To a man, yes. To a man, yes. To you, no? She's explained this. So that we're clear, the physical relationship ended pre-indictment. And is that when you were talking about the tough conversation? But with- I, the, I'm not sure that the tough conversation didn't happen until after, but the physical relationship. So I'm sure if you ask Mr. Wade, because he's a male, he would say we ended June or July because physical contact ended then. Just in my mind, being a woman, it's over when you have that, like, hard conversation. That's, I just think women and men think differently. I mean, come on. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. Okay, she's just trying to evade the answer. 
She's not actually trying to give you the answer. And for all we know, the relationship isn't even over. Guys, do you know why we know this story? Because the woman who went after Trump was screwing a married guy. Married guy's wife find out, found out, filed for divorce and said, oh, by the way, you have to look into the financials because he's screwing the prosecutor who's giving him tons and tons of cash. Now, lo and behold, we find out that they took all of these extravagant trips around the country using money that she claims she kept from her previous campaign. Yeah, it's some campaign money. I left it. I kept it. Okay, which, by the way, also sounds a little bit like a violation of the law. But when you start to hear this level of defiance, you realize what she's doing. Like she's playing, playing to the TV soundbite. She's trying to give the people on the left something to be, you know, something to get behind. Oh, no, she told them. You saw that attitude. She called them liars. They're liars. White supremacy. January 6th. They're doing it because she's black. You know, that's all they need. They need something to run with. But I'm not trying to sit here and focus on it being a good day for Trump or a bad day for the Democrats. I'm trying to focus on America. Yo, that woman in that montage screwing the dude, talking about Grey Goose, okay? That's a prosecutor. That's the di- the head district attorney who is prosecuting a case that could determine the outcome of a presidential election in this country. Like, yo, that's not okay. Like, you can't have that person there. Here she is talking about Grey Goose, clip six. I paid for uh, a bunch of stuff. I think we did two different wine tours that you do, which are pretty expensive. Um, I think I bought him. He likes wine. I don't really like wine, to be honest with you. I like Grey Goose. I mean, good goodness. What an idiot. But again, okay, this clown who's not giving direct answers. Hey, did you give him the money? Well, he likes wine. I like Grey Goose. Did you give him the money? Well, he's a wine guy. I'm a Grey Goose guy. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. She's not answering the question because she knows what she did was wrong. They know that. But how could this be the face of our judicial system? That's the point. Okay, I'm going to play you a clip of hers yesterday. Okay. Being asked about whether or not she disclosed the relationship with an employee. Okay, to the actual Fulton County where she is presiding as the district attorney. Listen to clip three. Did you disclose your relationship to anybody at Fulton County? No, I don't think so. Are you aware that Fulton County requires you to disclose any relationship with someone that you're doing business with? I'm not aware. So, I mean, and how can I say that? Did you disclose your relationship to anybody in Fulton County? No, I don't think so. After a long pause. Are you aware? No, I'm not aware. Really? Because here she is in 2020. Let's play the clip one more time. Clip two. Because you're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket. I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. Let me just say that. Nope, and she's right. They work to the side. They work from on top, maybe a little bit from behind. The point is, okay, this was a clown show, and it's over. That's all, This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. 
From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy. Will be your TV buddy all weekend long. Uh, I am filling in for Gutfeld on the 5 today at 5 p.m. on the Fox News Channel. So if I look a little taller, I'm just sitting on his booster seat. Uh, Tonight, I am scheduled to close the Sean Hannity show in the 9 p.m. hour. Come and get the last three outs of the week for the grown-up shows. And then, of course, tomorrow night, 10 p.m., it is Fox News Saturday night with Jimmy Fallon. going to be a great one uh the panel it's nuts mick thomas fantastic irish comedian from ireland on the show aaron berg his fancy fur coats carly shimkus is going to be making her debut on the show hubba hubba lincoln is a fan uh also going to hear from some fantastic people country music superstar taylor austin die her new hit single uh, is out right now. It dropped last night at midnight on iTunes. She's bringing a guitar to the studio, some country twang. We're going to talk smack, talk about the music industry. It's going to get crazy. And then uh, you didn't hear this from me, but everybody who came to my book launch on Long Island last Friday, uh, you guys, you guys made the show. And that sound effect pretty much does characterize the Long Island crowd. Jersey was oddly just slightly more civil, just slightly. But they were rowdy. They were fun. Uh, But you can't be self-conscious in a day and age when your elected officials are clowns. But that's what you're watching right now. So Fannie Willis's dad just (laughs) just took the stand and was asked about the all the cash she claims to have kept in her house. Because that's what she's trying to say. She, Where did the cash come from? I can't tell you that. It came from my sweat and tears. That's what she wants you to believe. Because she can't say, oh, yeah, I took it from, you know, the funding for this investigation. But clearly it, it looks like they did because her man, Nathan Wade, who spent money on everything imaginable, doesn't have any receipts because he paid cash. Now, if you paid cash, you got it from somewhere. And you can't tell me the answer is the ATM because it doesn't go into the ATM, okay, unless you make it from outside the ATM. So the point is they're going to sit there on the stand and try to filibuster this thing for another hour, but she's got to go. As ridiculous as it's been, though, there are people defending her in the media. We'll get to them next. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So if you were to go on social media, which I don't advocate on the regular, social media is probably the worst thing about life in this country right now. Everything was so much better before social media. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, we you know we have Facebook and Twitter, but prior to Facebook and Twitter, we had these things called privacy and happiness. That's true. That is true. Now we're on a never-ending hamster wheel of oversharing. That's the problem. That's why we're so cranky as a country. Social media came along and somehow duped us all into running a one-man news network where we follow ourselves around all day looking for relevant things to share with the world for no reason. Here's my dinner. (laughs) 
Like, for real, though, we don't keep up with the Kardashians. We are the Kardashians in this day and age. There is no more TMZ. It's now MeMZ. Okay, but everybody's out there trying to make a brand for themselves, trying to make a name for themselves. I get it. I work in media. I'm a comedian. I do all this stuff. But the bottom line is social media incentivizes division. Okay, it rewards conflict more than anything else. Either you got a cute dog or you're calling someone the devil because of their political views. Those are the two things that happen on social media. Or you can get out there and cater to perverts but pretend you're doing something productive. Like, yeah, bro, this this chef, I watch, I always watch her recipes. She cooks naked, bro, on Instagram, and it's just always the best recipes. I'm like, bro, you know when you're not cooking food. We know what you're watching for. Nah, nah, bro, she's a fitness model. She does these naked handstands, bro. I'm 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 learning Pilates. I'm like, but you're not doing Pilates. You know what I mean? That is correct. <laughs> it's all a scam. But the point is, social media is stupid. But if you were to go on it right now, you'd notice that even most self-respecting liberals are not trying to defend Fannie Willis. They might not be talking about it and maybe retreating to another avenue of attack against Republicans. Okay, Putin killing another political rival today. Some people are like, see, that's because Trump said last week that, you know, if NATO allies don't pay up, he doesn't care what Putin does. Now Putin killed his opponent. Like, I'm reading that on social media. And I'm like, does anyone have any self-awareness? Like, you do realize Putin didn't exactly have the best track record of how he treated his opponents. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. He was a murderous thug for as long as we've known the guy. The clip of Chris Wallace, who used to work here at Fox News. Uh, Mr. Putin, for some reason... Why is it that all of your opponents end up dead? By the way, that's a really good Chris Wallace. Can we? That is a good Chris Wallace. And he asked Vladimir Putin that. It's probably an eight-year-old interview. So it was not news that he was killing his opponents. Not good. But the point is that might be a lane people retreat to on Twitter today if they're, if they're liberal, somehow blaming Republicans for what Putin's doing, as if he just started doing it an hour and a half ago, which I got to be honest, he did not. You are correct, sir. One of the informants, one of the informants, I'll give you the liberal good news, one of the informants that the FBI was relying on for dirt on the Bidens is now pleading guilty to lying, which means that informant is useless. Some people are declaring victory there. They're like, oh, the FBI guy, he was lying. Okay, great. Now what do you do about the business partners and the 157 suspicious activity reports that were filed by the Obama Treasury Department? You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. That's all you can say. Come on, you don't have an answer. But the point is, if you were on social media and you were watching what Fannie Willis has gotten in terms of a reaction, you'd realize this woman is weapons-grade stupid. She beclowned the institution. And regardless of how you feel about Donald Trump, you should have the self-respect to concede that the woman made a fool of herself. Doesn't mean you have to like Trump. Doesn't mean he's not guilty. Doesn't mean you can't hate him all day. Okay, do it. Do it. It's America. Whole point of being here. Okay, like whoever you want. Hate whoever you want. Freedom! Just respect their right to exist safely and peacefully. That's all I ever ask about. Okay, but as you'd imagine, okay, there were people in the media Okay, who went to bat defending her. I'll play you some of their clips from, and I mean this, it's not like I have one clip, I got a lot of them. The media is a bunch of losers. Totally, but why are they losers in this moment? 
because everything they do is filtered through the lens of will this hurt or harm Trump? They don't have objectivity. They just need things to occur so they can frame them. But I'm just telling you this because I care, okay? I'm diagnosing this condition because it's adversely affecting all of us, even if you're a liberal. The fact that we don't have, okay, because journalism, their job is to hold people in power accountable. But when you have activists masquerading as journalists, you have a country that can't believe anything. You want to know why we can't unify? Because we're living in two completely different truths. Okay, and that's something that's a byproduct of a lot of what they do in liberal media. We choose truth over facts. (laughs) We choose truth over facts. Then you're crazy. (laughs) Well, he is crazy. But the point is. When we're living in this, okay, this level of of self-serving division, meaning the whole country watched Fannie Willis. It was like, oh, I get it. She was screwing her employee. They blew the money on hookups. They're in a lot of trouble. She's filibustering the answers. She's screaming at prosecutors, completely disrespecting the institution. Most people watched it and were like, okay, this woman's a clown. She's going to get taken off the case. But if you're one of those people that works at MSNBC – and selves self-righteousness and moral superiority to people who hate themselves, okay, you need to be able to carefully curate the news in a way that explains to them that they know better than the rest of us. Now, no, what the white supremacist MAGA crowd saw was a powerful black woman, and, you know, they just couldn't take it. <laughs> didn't see anything, okay? What we saw was a circus clown. But here is Mika Brzezinski saying what a great job she did. Clip 17. The fiery testimony yesterday from Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. Her appearance on the witness stand came in a hearing connected to the Georgia election interference case. It was incredible. I will tell you, Willie, when Fonnie Willis stood up, came into the room and said, I'm here. I'm going to take the stand. I thought, oh, boy, everybody... (laughs) Everybody sit back. This is going to be something. She was defiant. She was upset. She was angry. Um, And many would say she was asked a lot of degrading questions. And the entire thing was a bit of um, a you-know-what show uh, that she doesn't have time for. But uh, she she gave it to him. I'll tell you that. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Woo! But that's Mika Brzezinski. Mika Brzezinski and Joe uh, Joe Scarp, they hate each other so much. Like we, you know, I, it's media. We know everybody knows everybody. You can't imagine how much they hate each other. So they can't they can't process information without responding in a manner that's like, well, that's why this is bad for Trump. Like for real. Like if you were okay. To walk around the block and go to Junior's Cheesecake, okay, here where I work at Fox News, Junior's Cheesecake, a place I'm not allowed to go or the shock collar that I'm wearing goes off immediately. They do not want you eating the TV. You got to see it. It's crazy. But I will say this to you, man. Okay, if you were to go to Junior's Cheesecake right now and just order a cheesecake with strawberries on top. God, I can't even do this analogy. I'm so hungry. (laughs) Oh, no. 
I'm, I'm falling apart on the air right now. Put that cookie down now. We just have to shoot my TV show tomorrow night. Once the show's in the can, I get to eat whatever I want for 24 hours. That's why I'm always in such a good mood at the end of the show when we do Ask a Cabbie. Because the minute we go off the edge, just... But if you were to walk around the block to Junior's Cheesecake right now and order a cheesecake, if Joe Scarborough was standing there, the only way he could react, he'd be like, well, that's, you know, it's because Trump and his lawyers don't know what they're doing. That's why this guy that I don't know, that I have nothing to do with, ordered the cheesecake is because that's, you know, a reflection on the ineptitude of the whole in Trump orbit. You see, Joe Scarborough. Okay, is operating from a place of emotion. And when you're emotional, it denies you the self-awareness that would otherwise tell you you're crazy. The problem for Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, I play their clips for you a lot, okay, because I'm trying to let you understand what you're really living in. I work in media. I get to stand behind the magician. I know where the rabbit goes when he does the trick. I know how they guess your card every time. I can make a balloon animal and a half, okay? I know this. Everybody in media has the biggest egos you've ever seen. It's one of the reasons I have a decent reputation right now. Maybe I'll become a monster someday, but I'm just a chubby guy with a taxi license who happened to do okay for himself, but I'm really relatable and fun to hang out with from what I'm told because I see myself as one of you. These people don't see themselves as one of you. Okay, they don't. They see themselves as superior beings with more evolved intellects, okay, and they cater to people who see the world through that lens. We know better than everyone else. And they truly do believe that because they don't have the self-awareness. Like Joe Scarborough was wrong on Russia for three years, but he wasn't actually capable of ever admitting he was wrong. He wants you to believe the Republicans are still the party of Putin. They were wrong about the vaccine. They were wrong about Hunter Biden's laptop. Do they admit any of that ever on the air? Is there the answer would be no. The answer would be no. But you understand, okay, this hatred, this self-righteousness. Okay, because they do have these mega egos where they're used to being the most important person in their orbit. It's not true, but they believe they're they are. Okay, Joe Scarborough hung out with Trump. Mika Brzezinski hung out with Trump. They were regulars at Mar-a-Lago. They were on the same network. Trump was an NBC guy for 15 years. Okay, Trump used to do Morning Joe on MSNBC all the time. When Trump got into politics and his star dwarfed Joe Scarborough, Joe Scarborough couldn't emotionally handle it. So the only thing his ego could do was denigrate Trump's achievement. Same thing for Howard Stern. I, I wish no ill will to Howard Stern, but I, as someone who is essentially like, a, you know, an amateur psychologist from driving around in a taxi and listening to people talk about their issues all day, Howard Stern fancied himself as the king of all media. Donald Trump, who was one of his best friends for 30 years on a show, suddenly became public enemy number one when the king of all media's buddy became a much bigger name than he was. The only recourse Howard had was to denigrate Trump's achievement. And you think about how much it burnt Howard's balls. Howard, the king of all media, ran for governor. He ran for governor of New York in the late 90s. How did it work out? That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. His campaign was over in less than a month. Okay, and Howard Stern, who was the champion of sticking it to the establishment, championing the little guy, literally bringing on like Beetlejuice, like homeless strippers. Okay, that's Howard Stern's brand. That's what he built. Okay, but because Trump's achievement 
outshone him on such a profound level, the only thing he could do is retreat to a corner of the room where he could denigrate Trump, denigrate Trump and identify with the very elites he despised. That's what happened, okay? Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, understand, that's what he had to go do. A president at uh, Russia. Oh, wow, race, white supremacy. I'm like, dude, you hung out with white supremacy, that means, for 30 years. If Trump is literally Hitler, that would make Howard Stern literally Goebbels. That would make Mika and Joe someone else down the chain. They probably wouldn't trust them uh, with anything of, you know, a significant rank because these are idiots. But here's Mika Brzezinski telling you that Fonnie Willis made the Trump lawyers look bad. There it is, the buzzword, clip 18. I mean, this has been a tough job for her. And then to hear, you know, this sideshow happened to try and delay the election interference case. This is her point of view. She was just, you know what, absolutely PO'd and got up on the stand because she was like, damn it, I'm just going to have to tell my own story to these people. Let's talk about these people. The Trump attorneys seemed bumbling. They seemed unprepared. They seemed completely surprised that she took the stand and had absolutely nothing prepared for her. They kept asking her the same questions over and over again. I mean, good goodness. That was absolutely dreadful. But why is this happening? It's happening because you have to get out there, okay, and sell your audience on the idea that this somehow had to have been bad for Trump. Had to. They just turn on the TV to know Trump was wrong, they're right, you know better than the people who live in the middle of the country. Do you understand their entire audience is D.C. elites, New York elites, coastal elites out west? There's nobody watching MSNBC in the middle of the country. Okay, it's not, it's not possible. When you look at my Saturday night show, okay, my ratings beat MSNBC and CNN combined. CNN is the worst. Combined. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because I'm on a channel that pulls from the middle of the country. Okay, they lose most of the country because most of the country doesn't have the social values of New York and Los Angeles. But these elites who, oh, you dumb people in the flyover states with your affordable housing and your low taxes, you don't know any better. You should be living in New York where you can't walk outside the house with some pantless time traveler fondling himself in front of the kids. That's who these people are. They're wrong about everything, but never once in doubt that they're right. He knows what he's talking about. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to... The Motor City Madman, Ted Nugent, in the next hour, not the biggest fan of what's going on at the border. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I got to be honest with you, Ted is never mad on the show. It's usually funny. Usually tells me stories about how whenever he plays his guitar, the animals start mating in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) And he refers to his house as Ted Quarters, which is always funny to the staff of my show. We laugh every time we say the word Ted Quarters. I understand sometimes it's politics or a little controversial for some people, 
But the whole point of talk radio is to treat each other like adults who know the difference between a joke and a hate crime, who know the ability to coexist with views they may not even share. It's one of the reasons I have liberals on. Kevin Walling's on today. He worked on the Biden campaign. I'm dying to get Jessica Tarloff on my Saturday night show. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. Dude, if you, everybody who hates Jessica Tarloff, you know, you know, her voice or like her views, if you actually hung out with her at a bar, you'd actually be in love with her. Like she's not, she's not married to like a liberal, like a, you know, like a snowflakey tree hugging, you know, social justice warrior. She's married to like a badass dude because she's fun. You know, she drinks, she tells dirty jokes, she tells too many of them on the air, <laughs> like when we're on the air. There's always some kind of really risque sexual innuendo or something that happens. She's great. She's fantastic. And it doesn't mean we agree politically, but you don't have to agree with someone politically to like them. That's what we need to get away from as a country, because what people don't understand is all of this hatred for the other side is what's causing both sides to lose, man. Nothing has improved in this country when we adopted political pugilism as the status quo. People used to be friends with their liberal friends and their Republican friends. We don't do that now. But slowly but surely, we're losing our freedoms and the quality of life is going to hell. So I don't know. Maybe we should just get along at the end of the day. I think he's got a point. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is, and here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Back in action for another big hour of top-shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. What a time to be alive. Ted Nugent, guitar hero, Motor City Madman, a guy who I'd like to tell you he lost his filter, but Ted Nugent never had a filter. Correct the mundo. He'll be joining us in this hour for a little State of the Union live from Ted Quarters. Everybody else is welcome as well. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. I don't care. I'm a talk show host. I just want to talk to people. Do you think when I was driving around in a taxi, I was like, hey, who'd you vote for before you get in? No, you just pick up the passengers. You go where life takes you. And that's the point of talk radio. It's not to sit here and be an activist for three hours. That's exhausting. It's to have conversations, try to help the freaking country because nobody talks anymore because we're too busy fighting like fat, screaming children. Mom, he didn't vote the way I do, you know. I don't want him here. He doesn't agree with me. Have you ever had a checkup? Yes, I have. And like Joe Biden, I am not sharing the results. We have a president that is clearly not all there. No, he is not. Uh, I got to tell you, man, it's such a gonzo time to be alive. Like the writers in this season of America have really taken this story somewhere. And uh, as we speak to you right now, uh, the president has just addressed the killing of Vladimir Putin's top political rival. I don't remember that ever happening. It did happen. Biden, of course, visiting East Palestine, Ohio today. Just a short 378 days after the train derailment. You gotta do better than that. He didn't have to do anything. Uh, but it is an election year, so now he's got to get out there and act like he cares. 
Okay, but understand, they obviously didn't care. Okay, when this went down, why? Because they looked at the demographics of the county. And they're like, well, this, these people vote 98% Republican. They're lower middle class in terms of economics. Their votes don't matter to us. Okay, we ain't going. We're not showing up there. This is politics as usual. That is the truth. I mean, your lives don't, my life doesn't matter. Your life doesn't matter. Politicians. Okay, the polls matter. Okay, your vote matters. It's like black lives matter. Black lives don't matter to the Democratic Party. Black votes, black votes matter to the Democratic Party. I admire your honesty. Okay, think about it. They ran in 2020 on that slogan, Black Lives Matter. That was the whole campaign. America's systemically racist, so we got to get rid of a guy who's been a part of the system for four years and replace him with a guy who's been a part of the system for 50 years. That was the sell. Okay, get rid of this Trump guy. We got to bring in this other guy who can run this systemically racist government because he's been a part of running the systemically racist government for 50 years. You know, back in the 70s, he fought against integrated school busing. You know, in the 90s, he eulogized a member of the Ku Klux Klan. We got to get that guy in. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Okay, and then they got in. And did they do anything to improve the quality of life for black Americans? No, they insulted them and said they're not capable of getting a legal ID, that asking them to get ID would be tantamount to worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. Jim Crow on steroids. If you ask a black person to get an ID, do you realize how insulting that is? Never mind the crime rates, never mind the indifference to law enforcement, never mind the fact that inner city schools have just been handed 8 million migrants, which takes their number one problem in inner city black communities of overcrowding and adds more people to the class. But Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. Okay, so understand black votes are great. So every four years they come to the black community and they're like, everyone's racist but us. All right, now get out and vote. Everyone's race. They're bad. And that's it. That's the hook. As Charles McBee says on the show, a black man himself. Every four years, Democrats show up to the hood. They shuck and jive. They do the Dougie. They, have a, uh, they go to the fish fry James Clyburn throws in South Carolina, and they pretend they care about the black community. And then when the voting levers are pulled, the mail-in ballots are counted. Okay, they're they're done with the black community unless they need additional mail in ballots, at which point, you know, they'll go out and find some more of them and maybe even write some black names down. (laughs) I don't believe anything. Oh, man, it's crazy. Okay, but understand when I say Biden doesn't care about East Palestine, that's not a black community. That's a white community. He also just doesn't care about because if they go to East Palestine at the height of the train derailment. okay, understand this. Their explanation for not going was, well, you know, we just haven't had time to get there. This is a man who has spent 40 percent of his presidency on a Delaware beach. The actual number is 39 percent. If you break down his days mathematically, 39 percent of his presidency has been spent in a lounge chair in Delaware with his C-cup breasts hanging to either side of the chair. This is absolutely gross. Why are you showing me this picture? We don't need to see the president's boobs. We don't. We just don't. It doesn't help. Okay, but anyway, he hasn't had time to go. Hasn't had time. I haven't had time to go to, you know, haven't had occasion to go there. The busy schedule. All the bu- you are so full of shit. 
But in an election year, of course, they want to show up. They want to get credit for putting out a fire or purporting or caring about a fire that they started. Okay, these trail derailments under Pete Buttigieg. Okay, I'm not saying he's driving the the, the trains. But we've had a historic level of derailments. And at the time, because the administration was reeling from the supply chain snafu and all the canceled commercial airline flights because pilots didn't want to get the vaccine, okay, the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, was taking a little bit of heat. Pete Buttigieg is pathetic. That's pretty much what everybody thinks. So they didn't want to go to East Palestine because this is what you have to understand about media. Okay. If the president goes somewhere, there is a White House press pool that follows him, that documents the occasion. Okay, that's why my friends in the press pool are gaining so much weight. They spend most of their day at an ice cream parlor covering Biden, who gets an ice cream cone once he signs whatever executive order the bureaucrats made him sign so he could get his ice cream cone. That's what we have. We have a iTunes user agreement of a president. Where Biden, you know, scroll to the bottom of whatever we want you to sign. Just click I agree. You know, when you're getting an app in the iTunes store and you have to do the terms and conditions, you just scroll to the bottom. You don't read any of it. That's the president. All right, we're going to end the border wall. Scroll to the bottom. Click I agree. Are you sure? Hey, you want that butter pecan or what, bozo? All right, all right, all right. I'll sign it. I'll sign it. All right, here you go, Joe. We're going to kill the Keystone Energy Pipeline. Whoa, wait, what? Hey, two words for you, Joe. Rum raisin. All right, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. That's the presidency. That's what's going on right now. Man's not in charge. He's not in charge. Okay. I have so many friends in media. I have so many friends in Congress. I don't have friends. I don't trust them. They're politicians. But the point is everyone who meets him, everyone who meets him is like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's sad. It's crazy. It's weird. But you basically meet in his presence. Everyone else talks. And from time to time, he chimes in. He has coherent, senior moments. He has good hours in the day. If you've ever had you know, a relative in your family that suffers from this, it's sad to watch. But that's Biden's contribution to political discourse. From time to time, they can shoot him up with enough B12 to read a teleprompter. But sometimes, sometimes when he's done reading the prompter, instead of leaving the room, he stops and asks questions, at which point his entire press team is like, no! God, (laughs) they don't want that happening. Not even a little, not even sort of. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. But the people who are running this presidency understand that in order for him to get reelected, he's got to do more. He's got to try to put out some of these fires. So they go to East Palestine because when the camera crew follows him, they're no longer looking at 100 trains piled on top of each other. They're no longer looking at a massive burn pit. They're not looking at the contaminated water. They're not looking at the shuttered businesses. Okay, they're just going to see Biden in a field talking to a podium. That's what they want to show. Creates the appearance things are better. Do you remember when Barack Obama went to Flint, Michigan and drank the water? And then what did we come to find out? Wasn't real water. I mean, it was real water, but he didn't actually sip it, was the contention of the people who traveled with him that day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the water here in Flint's fine. Don't worry about nothing. They went, they got the optic, but they didn't care. They didn't worry about, you know, worry about what actually was happening. Don't be thick, all right? The politics are always more important than the people. So you understand Biden couldn't go a year ago because he brings a press pool that shows you the carnage. The carnage wasn't getting mainstream coverage. We were covering it here on Fox. 
Okay, they were certainly showing it in fleeting glimpses on CNN and MSNBC, but not remotely as much as we were. They were trying to figure out how to blame Trump. Do you remember when they were talking about the regulation that Trump might have slashed that could have caused the whole crash? That's what they were going with because they filter life through the lens of how is it Trump's fault? Okay, and of course, if MSNBC and CNN were covering East Palestine, they were trying to tell you that Republicans were only mad about a train derailment that ruined the town because we had a gay secretary of transportation. That's what they do. Why are they so mad at this guy who keeps flying the trains off the tracks? What's so different about him? Democrats are so full of crap. That's what they do with Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, the borders are. We have a record level of illegal border crossings, a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths, people's properties getting trampled, okay, critical infrastructure completely overwhelmed. And they're like, well, you know, the Republicans are only criticizing Kamala because she's a black woman, as if there's any color or creed or gender that we would forgive for doing this to our southern border. Okay, they're not doing enough. They're just pretending they care because it's an election year. Ask a Texan. I'll ask a Texan. Nancy's in Tyler, Texas. Nancy! Hey, girl. Hey, what's going on, girlfriend? Hey, naughty nurse Nancy from Tyler, Texas. Oh, baby. I love it. So hot. So hot. It gets hotter <laughs> every time you say it. I mean, and you even put me in your book, first page. What's um, up with that? You matter, girlfriend. You matter. I mean, well, uh, you know, I was just calling. I was going to complain about this border mm-hmm. and let you know what us Texans are doing about it down here. Okay, give it to me. All right. So. I, I'm a home health nurse, and mm-hmm. uh, by the way, I got to meet you. You I took know. a picture of you and Lincoln and me and my son with Santa Claus. I'm aware. <laughs> I am aware. I'm Nancy. I know who I'm talking to, Boo. I know exactly. Awesome. I know exactly where we met. Do you know that after you left and Santa left, people started buying 14 year old Lincoln alcohol? No way. Well, I believe it. Yeah, I was going to say no way. It's Tyler, <laughs> Texas. No way. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to try and ride with Paul and Thea on June 7th. Oh, that would be rad. You better do that. Even if if, it's, if his package sells out, just get regular tickets and come hang out because we're going to have a good VIP backstage blowout. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan to me. Hey, and my girl. son's away at his dad's that weekend. So, hey. Oh, it's going to get rowdy. All right. I'll bring extra, I'll bring extra security. Not just the, you not just the usual eight Fox guys. They said it's weird, Nancy. Before I got a TV show, they would send me like literally anywhere. They'd they'd be like, "Yeah, Jimmy, you know, you're actually going to the Gaza Strip. It'll just be you." Now I go buy a hot pretzel across the street. There's like eight guys. It's crazy. It's like like the Queen of England. Um, you matter. You I, matter. You, yeah, you'll never you convince are the me. Regular man out there talking for us. Well, thank you, but you'll never convince me I matter. I have my own issues with that. But uh, <laughs> talk to me about the border. What are you Texans doing? Okay, so um, <laughs> I was talking to one of my patients the other day, and uh, she happens to be Hispanic, and she was telling her her relatives, "Don't come to Texas right now. They're, they te- us Texans are crazy. Everybody mm-hmm. has a gun." So first off, just that thought alone, everybody's kind of like going to Arizona and California. You know, in Texas, we've secured our border just by the two and a half miles that we took. Yep. And that, you Um, know, go ahead. And she's sitting here telling them telling her uh, her relatives, you know, when you get in, don't go to the red state. Go to the blue state because uh-huh. you won't get money in red state. So that's why everybody's going to New York, Colorado, Chicago. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. Because the, the but, feds um, are going to— And our sheriff— Yeah, go ahead. Your sheriff. Our sheriff's talk, been talking about forming a posse of veterans, retired cops, and CHL carriers. 
and training as citizens just to be aware in case we have a Gaza or an October 7th here because we don't know who's coming across the border thanks to Biden. No, that's that's a serious point. It's like most of what's coming across the border are military age single men. These are not families seeking asylum because if your family seeking asylum, you bring your family. These people aren't showing up with their families. It's guys, and they're from, you know, 130 countries around the world, and it's members of the terror watch list, so you should be playing defense. But if you're going to form a militia, uh, you might as well get some comedy tickets to see me at the Majestic Theater with them. Hey, I plan on it, and I'll be carrying (laughs) <laughs> you better be. I think it's the. I think you have to. I think it's the law in in Texas. Yeah, it's Texas. Nancy, my naughty nurse. I can't wait to see you again, girlfriend. Be well. Absolutely. Hey, I want a regular on the sh- on the radio show here. Call him when you want. Mikey will put you through. Have you ever hear, heard the people he puts through regularly? Trucker Michael. I'm pretty sure that yeah, guy doesn't even. Him. Yeah, he. I know, but he's not even calling in with pants on. That guy's nuts. We put him on. We love him. <laughs> Michael's a legend, as are you, Nancy. Call back anytime you need me. There she goes, the great Nancy. Now, by the way, just showed up and demanded her own regular spot on the show. That's just how white folks will do you. Well, that's all right. Any way Nancy does you is a good way to be done. She is a keeper. Back after this. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Ted Nugent in the next block. Have a little State of the Union here in America. Obviously, people are reacting globally to the death of Vladimir Putin's top rival, who was poisoned in jail. Uh, Never a good thing. Uh, There's really not a lot you can point to right now that makes you feel all right as it pertains to news coverage, but in your life coverage, okay, there's food out there. You probably feel like eating when you get done doing what you're doing. Some of you are eating it right now. There's a song you probably want to listen to, maybe a nap you want to take, a party you want to go to, a movie you want to watch. The point is there are so many better reasons to be alive than breaking news. And I say that as someone who covers it for a living. I admire your honesty. No, I I want you to realize we're doing this wrong. We're doing it wrong, okay? We're not supposed to fight this much. Stupid. It's just dumb. Listen, I don't like the like liberal ideology. I don't, I, you know, don't support it. But it doesn't mean I want to hate these people. And I know you get tired of hearing that, some people. But uh, we can't continue to see our teammates as our enemies because we're on the same team. It's America. As the country goes, we go. Liberals are on your team, dude. Republicans are on your team. For everybody who heard Fox News Radio and was like, oh, honey, let's turn it on and we can hate listen. Okay, believe me, guys, there are so many better reasons to hate me than my politics. You know, if we're just, you know, if we be honest with you, you know, a tasteless joke I tell or my political leanings are the least hate worthy things about me. That's true. That is true. Okay, but as we sit here and have this conversation, you know, we try to have it in a way where everybody can feel like they're, you know, in on it. It's not like you guys are screwed. Okay. Because if that's the M.O., we all lose. And I'm just I'm sermonizing a lot this week because I'm still in that place where I'm stupid and I want to help the world. Seriously, I'm just I'm one of the, I'm it's dumb. It's dumb. I'm sure in 10 years I'll be like, what are you doing, fatso? You got a TV show. You got a radio show. Blow the money. 
Get some side chicks, whatever you got to do. You know what I'm saying? My hobbies are fast cars and fast women. Not anymore. I got a good girl. Now, you might ask why we didn't bump in with a Ted Nugent song. It's because we didn't want all the animals to start mating. Because that's what happens when the Motor City Madman picks up his guitar. Ain't that true, Ted Nugent? I'm telling you, I'm the animal breeding soundtrack daddy, which is why you love me, Jimmy. I'm here with my dogs in the swamps of Texas. I'm cocked, locked, and ready to rock the Glock around the clock, Dr. Spock, for the whole damn flock. Jimmy, you deserve me. Damn right. What a country. What a country, Uncle Ted. It's great to hear your voice. We're all in better We're spirits now. You. <laughs> you're, you're just good for morale. You and the dogs. Remember back in the day, they would send Marilyn Monroe to visit the troops, and the guys would perk up. I'd hate to call you the Marilyn Monroe of this show because I don't love you in a dress, uh, but you really do have that effect. <laughs> I hate when you think of me as Marilyn Monroe, but I'll forgive you. Next time I see you, remind me to punch you. But anyhow, <laughs> I feel the Yo, love, Hold on, Ted. No, you know, Ted, if, if you could get Marilyn Monroe to punch me, I would, I mean, when she was alive, but even a Marilyn Monroe lookalike, I'd pay money to get beat up by a chick who looked like Marilyn Monroe, wouldn't you? Well, Jimmy, you know that I don't have toxic masculinity. I have effervescent masculinity, so I'm willing to share it with you. But I got to tell you, the reason you have me on the phone here is because I just stink of positive energy. I've got happy Sadie Coco here with me right now on the oh. Texas ranch. Shemaine's in the other room. I just downed some organic egg omelet, and I filled a bunch of wildlife feeders, and I filled my bird feeders, and I ran the dogs, and I sighted in a new rifle. I'm so happy I might squirt through the phone and stain your ass. <laughs> now, now that I would not pay money for. Uh, Ted Nugent is on the line. In case anybody was confused, I doubt they were. Uh, now they are. Yeah. Now they are. <laughs> um, I, I think you and the dog should be down at the border. I know you're in Texas. You're halfway there. Um, as uh, you know, as as someone who's in Texas, uh, at some point, you know, does the rest of the country realize what a middle finger we're all getting? Because people see it as a Texas story, but obviously, what happens at the border winds up in every state of the country. Do you think people are too partisan to realize that liberals are getting screwed here too? You know, it really isn't partisan. I just went from a totally joyous celebration of the good over the bad and the ugly, but now we'll delve into the bad and the ugly, Jimmy. And <laughs> I am. I'm just a guitar player. I not only wrote Wango Tango, but I meant it. The point is, is that I can go, I can go from sheer delirium and fun beyond your wildest expectations to the most important, sincere, dedicated, and dare I say, believable dedication to this experiment in self-government. I spend time at the border, Jimmy. I spend time with the National Guard down there, with Governor Abbott, with the heroes of law enforcement. I've walked the border with Colonel Allen West. It is heartbreaking. It is tragic. It is an invasion. We're talking about the United States government. I mean, I, I might cry tears of blood for you, Jimmy, because our own government is welcoming, rewarding, incentivizing jihadists from Nigeria, the Congo, the Sudan, Somalia, Jimmy, mm -hmm. military-age men from China. Our, our sworn enemies are being welcomed into the United States of America by the Democrats and the soulless Republicans 
yep. who, who have abandoned their moral obligation to the sacred oath to the Constitution of the United States. And we the people are rising up. i got to tell you, we finally put enough pressure here in Texas that we're shutting down. the. Let me just guess. I'm just a guitar player, but bear with me, Jimmy. Let me guess. Number one job of our government is to secure the nation, and that begins with secure borders. Boy, am I a radical, huh? <laughs> Let this guy in here. No, you're spot on. And you know what drives me crazy for real, though, is what, if you could think back to a post-9-11 world, okay, the idea of one person coming into this country on the terror watch list would have been grounds to stop everything. And now the fact that we have hundreds of members of the terror watch list and we have known gotaways in the millions, on some level like that, that's an actual dereliction of duty. Well, I think it's far worse than a dereliction of duty. Dereliction of duty is when you know your duty and you make make a mistake and you might stumble, and then you come back and apologize for said stumble and rectify the mistake that you are guilty of. This is not a stumble. This is intentional. This It's like the engineered recidivism. I want you to repeat that, Jimmy. Say it. Engineered, engineered recidivism. recidivism. Uncle that T- is one that is 100 percent behind the pulse of this intentional explosion and violent crime. All the violent criminals, you examine every violent crime and it's repeated by someone that the court system, the so-called justice system had, and they let them out knowing damn well that they will do it again. And they do do it again. The same thing with the border. Our government knows what's going on. Joe Biden is some kind of lying snake. There I said it. I said that Joe Biden and the entire Democrat Party, the people in charge of the United States government right now, is a a gaggle of treasonous snakes inviting evil people into our country that were raised to hate us, were trained to kill us, and they're coming in. But the good news is that just the guitar player and my friends, my family, my band, my crew, my inner circle, which is very expansive across this country, we, are, we have woke up many years ago like an awakening, mm-hmm. and we are now taking it into our own hands. It's called survival of the fittest. It's called the, the natural pure instinct of self-defense. And we have now put enough pressure on our elected employees here in Texas, where we're now securing the border, and we have reduced the invasion in some areas, Jimmy, by over 90 percent by just doing the basic job of our elected employees. But it's because we, the people, starting with the loudmouth extremist radical guitar player, <laughs> condemn the failures of our government, and we're forcing them to take responsibility. So there's there's a lot of bad nugly, but there's some good news, and I'm glad to share it with you and your listeners right uh-huh. now. No, we love it. We're talking to Ted Nugent. Uh, live from Ted Quarters. Now, you know, you are, despite your policy disagreements, you're on record as saying you want Joe Biden to do four more years. How come? <laughs> because, you know, since Richard Pryor has passed away, I need a good laugh, Jimmy. <laughs> so listen to me, Uncle Ted. Okay, last week we get the special counsel report where the guy says we actually have a president who's not mentally fit to stand trial, which in theory would mean he's not clearly fit to be president. But have you not on some level enjoyed the people who have still gotten on TV and said everything's fine and that behind closed doors Biden's really sharp? We just don't see it as a public. Isn't it kind of funny to watch the performance art? 
You know, I'm a big fan of comedy. Uh, the, the very wind beneath my American predator wings is comedy, laughter, and, and bellyache and guffaws, which is why you deserve me, Jimmy, because I used to hang around with uh, with Robin Williams and yeah, Sam did. Kinison and Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and, and Rodney Dangerfield at the Comedy Club in Los Angeles. So I know that you are right up there with the masters of laughter, like my buddy Jim Brewer. Yeah. But yes, on one I'll level, if you don't laugh, you will cry because it is so culturally suicidal by the people in charge. So, no, and I, I, I cannot fail to mention that the four years under the great Donald Trump were quality of life years in America on every level. We know what those levels are. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Uh, so I do everything I can to get Donald Trump reelected and get all these gangsters from the false accusations and false charges against this great man. Donald Trump, he as president will make America strong, prosperous, safe and secure once again. And anybody that doesn't get that, they might want to call 1-800-NUMNUT and see if Whoopi Cushion Goldberg will tell you why Michael Moore doesn't need hygiene. (laughs) Now, is 1-800-NUMNUT, is that a toll free call? No, you have to pay dearly. We have to. You know, I need to know. I got to be upfront with my listeners here. There's a toll for just about everything else where I live in New York right now. It's nice. Are you having a good time with me, Jimmy? Come on. If I if I had a little bit of sleep, I'd be dangerous. No, no. You're the greatest. You're the greatest. Every. Can I tell you something? When I had you on the Saturday Night Show, which you have to come back on now that I have my own show. Uh, I do. You know, but you were. It was the. Fu- it was just the funniest thing in the world because you know how this works. Like you are, you're a walking, talking universe. You're not an individual. I know you describe yourself as an individual, but there's a lot of Ted. Okay, it's like you know when they throw water on a gremlin and there's a million of them looking back at you. You may feel like <laughs> yeah. one vessel, but you're surrounded by millions of the same. And the well, uh, you uh, know. As, as cocky as I am, which is substantial, as co- I'm from Detroit, remember? Yeah, I, I remember. mean, if you're not cocky, you have to move to, like, uh, Syracuse. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, as cocky as I am, I am so humbled mm-hmm. by the support I get everywhere I go. I don't speak the Ted Nugent truth, logic, and common sense. I speak and celebrate and promote the truth logic and common sense with jimmy you reek of you represent that perfectly everywhere i go from the coffee shop to the to the oil change to the feed mill to to rallies and 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 schools that i speak at yes ted nugent speaks at school because they do need some education don't they jimmy Um, (laughs) it can't it can't all be hating america right it just can't it can't be all hating america at school these days no, it, 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 what you represent, a big salute to you, because when you open that pretty little mouth of yours, truth, logic, and common sense comes out. And I got to tell you, it is alive and well, and I'm convinced it's the majority, but the people in power of the biggest megaphones are so rotten to the course in such terminal, toxic denial. They are so dishonest. The media, the big tech, the Hollywood, the, 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 the government, all the bureaucracies are just addicted to lies. If you speak truth, logic, and common sense, it's kryptonite yeah. to the government, to the bureaucracies, to media. So God bless you, because we're not alone. When you say that I represent, I, you throw water on me and I turn into a gang of gremlins, yeah. there really is a gang of working hard, playing yes. hard American families out here that you represent every day. So thank you for that. My man, all I need now is your ability to get the animals to mate. How do I do that, Ted? Well, garlic and butter is what I find to be the ultimate bait. Um, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I have I have a new Matthews bow and arrow, and I'm having the greatest hunting season of my life. Happy Sadie and Coco are at my feet right now. We had the greatest dove season. Oh. We had the greatest duck season. Pheasants up in Michigan. Um, Sandhill cranes. It's known as a ribeye in the sky, yeah. by the way. Um, we're, we're having a great hunting season. So, yes, I would love to introduce you to the great Spirit of the Wild. Shemaine and I have been producing Spirit of the Wild TV yep. for 35 years now on yep. the Pursuit Channel. Everybody go to the Pursuit Channel eight times a week. I'm a riot, and yes, she's so beautiful, it's insane. That's a lot. <laughs> and it, my point being is that the hunting, fishing, trapping lifestyle is the ultimate, perfect, conservation, environmentally beneficial lifestyle known to man, and I'd love to take you out on a Spirit of the Wild celebrations campfire sometime. Can I tell you something, Ted? I'm going to take you up on that because you're the only guy who I would trust to take me to the woods. What I mean by that is growing up in New York, if someone wants to take you to the woods, they're they're killing you. You know, it's the mafia whack. You know what I'm saying? I know you have other things to kill, so I'm not at the top of the front of the line. So I'd, I'd feel more confident with you than anybody I know named Vinny or Tony. Well, Jimmy, I got to tell you, you're a very handsome dude, but all the garlic and butter in the world wouldn't help your carcass one bit. So, yes, uh, you can feel safe in my presence. <laughs> Ted, you're the greatest. We got to do this again soon. And I'll check in. We got to do some TV. We owe it to the American people. Yeah, we really should because I'm looking so good right now. It's a shame you haven't got video because I've, I've never been more handsome. Well, you, I got to tell you, you I can find thing. I'm, myself. I'm, I'm trying to keep these ladies back. We're using a water cannon right now just to get them out of the, out of the studio. Uh, we will be in touch, you sexy thing. I miss you already. Jimmy, live it up. Take the rest of the day off. I'll be on Real America's Voice every Friday night with truth, logic, common sense, and lots of laughter. Must, must see TV. Go get him, champ. Talk to you soon. The great... Ted Nugent, uh, he will be on TV somewhere. Uh, however, I will be on The Five, filling in for Greg Gutfeld. you got to watch me. And you know what I'm doing tonight at 9? I'm closing the Hannity show with Sean Hannity. And then tomorrow night at 10, I will, of course, be hosting my own show, Fox News Saturday Night with Jimmy Fallon. Okay, and that's going to be a banger. Got a good panel. Got a wild one. We've got exactly what Ted was just describing. We're having a good time. People listen to Ted Nugent because he takes very aggressive political positions. And they want you to believe he's the problem. But when you think about what the man is espousing, he's like, you know, secure the border so we don't have a humanitarian crisis. It's not radical. You know, he's talking about hunting and they're like, oh, Ted Nugent hunts. Yeah, conservation. There's so many positions that are demonized politically, but we can't live without. It's like fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are bad. We can't have them. Okay, well, you can't have an electric car without fossil fuels, and your electric car plugs into the power grid, which is powered by fossil fuels. Okay, but you understand if we were to do away with fossil fuels, millions of people would freeze to death. Millions of people, okay, would also die of heat deaths because we'd lack air conditioning in the summer just the way we'd lack heat in the winter. And lo and behold, there's a food issue that comes along as well. Never mind that everything you consume interacts with fossil fuels in the production process, whether it's made or shipped. Okay, but a lot of the political positions that are demonized are positions that you can't live without. So it's like when they tell you Ted Nugent's a radical, 
It's like, think of the alternative to a guy like Ted Nugent. It's a guy who wants to open the border. It's a guy that wants to do away with the fossil fuels that would get us all killed. It's the guy that wants to get rid of your Second Amendment rights at a time when we're letting in 8 million people and there's an additional 2 million that we don't even know where they're from. Okay, Ted Nugent is a colorful figure. It's a wildly fun interview. You really don't know where it's going to go. It's great. It's just whack-a-mole. Okay, but he's not a radical in principle or policy. Okay, what Ted Nugent is, is the ultimate badass American. Freedom! The reviews are in. That is a disgusting act, and it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Adding more stand-up gigs as we speak. We're even working on something, uh, ooh, Royal Man out in Indianapolis. We're not ready to announce it yet. But uh, it's funny, when I posted my dates the other day online, if you didn't see it, if you want tickets to see me live, go to foxacrossamerica.com. Uh, any site, any gig that's on sale now, uh, the ticket links are right there on the site. There are other ones you've heard me talk about in July. Uh, those tickets aren't on sale yet. We'll be announcing them shortly. But uh, when I posted my dates the other day, uh, you know, half of the people were like, yay, I'm going. And then there's always a percentage of people that are like, hey, how come you're not coming here? You know? And one thing I heard is so funny from a lot of people was like, hey, you got to come to Indiana. When are you going to come to Indiana? Well, lo and behold... Uh, it sounds an awful lot like we might be coming to Indianapolis, uh, maybe even on June 1st. I can't give you a detail. I can't give you a venue because the tickets aren't on sale. But uh, it's a lot happening. It's a lot going on right now. Biloxi, Mississippi. Like, dude, we're hitting the road. Like, I want to go hang out with our people. It's the whole point of the freaking movement is, uh, you know, do you have a couple of beers? Have a couple of laughs? It's the whole point of being alive. Man, God. So sick of it. Like the idea, I watched Fannie Willis yesterday. Okay. I watched Fannie Willis testify for about four hours. That was embarrassing. It really was. And it was a moment where the country was supposed to stop and just laugh. Oh, I get it. You know, there are people in positions of authority that shouldn't be there. You know, they're morally and ethically compromised. They're full of it on the witness stand. But we're getting a lot of colorful testimony in terms of the language being used and the activities they were engaged in. So here we go. It's entertaining. But at the end of the day, it's a clown show. It has to end. But I didn't wake up in that world. I woke up in a world of half of the media was trying to tell me it was a good thing. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It really is. Okay, you know what else is dead and buried? Shame. We're living in the death of shame. We'll get into it because Kevin Walling's coming by. He was a surrogate for Biden's 2020 campaign, and he continues to insist Biden's going to make it all the way this time. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. Here we go. Here we go. Back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be bringing on a liberal. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Shut up. It's a talk show. Kevin Walling's going to be here. Uh, we don't agree on a hell of a whole lot. He's actually a surrogate for Joe Biden. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Well, we'll see exactly where these dirty minds take them today because Joe Biden... 
uh, face-to-face with new polling from NBC that says 86% of Americans don't think he is cognitively fit to do the job. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. It's a mess. 888-788-9910 if you want to help us clean it up. It's Friday. You live in the greatest country in the world. I'm in a great mood. Uh, listen, the president, uh, in the middle of a speech a moment ago, told people he should clear his head. <laughs> we don't know what that means. Uh, we do know. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. It's been a weird day. Biden went to East Palestine. Uh, he spoke earlier about uh, the death of Vladimir Putin's top rival. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Uh, the guy's a mess. There's no nice way to say it. I haven't enjoyed the last two weeks because America, okay, did not think Biden was okay a week ago or a month ago or a year ago or two years ago. The polling on Biden's mental state has been a story for the better part of the past three years. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. Okay, that's supposed to be the end of public service right there. What is that? (laughs) That's a guy, because what he's saying, and this is the part people miss about that clip, because you hear it as a soundbite, is he's having a spasm of energy where he launches into a diatribe that he doesn't know the end of, because he's probably shot up on B12 or something bizarre and had a half-senient moment but couldn't land the plane. Okay, that's an old clip. That's not a new clip. But it's sad for me because what's happening right now is instead of the country collectively discussing what we all know to be true, we still have surrogates in the media. We have members of the Democratic Party that are out there trying to tell you, oh, you don't get it. Biden's so sharp behind closed doors. Okay, fine. How can we never see that Biden? I think he's got a point. Okay, we never see that Biden. We only see the guy who gets lost leaving the stage. The guy who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's decided he was finished. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with, uh, I don't know. uh, I mean, is that an acceptable sentence right there from your president? What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. No, it's not acceptable. Okay, and I'm not happy. It's going to happen to me someday. It's going to happen to everybody. It's just the way this game works, man. But it doesn't mean just because it happens to all of us, we all deserve to be in charge when that day comes. Okay? You wouldn't let Joe Biden drive your kids in a car, no matter who's listening. There is nobody, nobody who would trust him behind the wheel right now. Just knowing how out to lunch he is, how absent-minded he is, how many times he gets lost doing something. Okay, if you saw the video yesterday of him trying to figure out where to stand on the stage, which is always the case, okay, it's sad. It's almost abusive that his wife makes him go through the paces the way she does. But when you realize that there's nobody stepping in, okay, in fact, there are people trying to tell us we're imagining the whole thing, you realize how bitter the fight for power has become. When we don't have collective truth anymore. It's like the Fannie Willis thing yesterday. So she, she's basically on trial. It's an ethics trial. 
because she was sleeping with a guy. She hired him and allegedly took taxpayer money and spent it all over their love affair. And then when the guy got divorced, his wife was like, oh, by the way, when you're looking at his financials, let's not forget he was making a gazillion dollars off the district attorney he was shacking up with, at which point this became a story. The story was, are you two having sex and spending state money? Some people are trying to defend her by saying, oh, that line of questioning, it's very intrusive. How demeaning. That's the charge. Do you understand? It's demeaning if someone walks into the room and says, hey, how are you? And you go, are you having sex and spending money? But this is an actual trial. Okay, this is an actual hearing where she is defending herself against an accusation. She has not denied the sexual relationship. She's just trying to give evasive answers on what they spent the money on. Okay, but either way you slice it, she's lied to the court. She's violated her oath. Okay, Fonnie Willis. It's a funny story, man. So she says in court yesterday, she didn't know whether or not she had to disclose the relationship that she was having. Come on, don't bullshit me. And how do we know that? Here she is saying that, clip three. Did you disclose your relationship to anybody at Fulton County? No, I don't think so. Are you aware that Fulton County requires you to disclose any relationship with someone that you're doing business with? I'm not aware. I mean, think about that, okay? Were you aware that you're supposed to disclose your relationship? She says, no, I'm not aware. You were lying your ass off. How do I know that? Because here is Fonnie Willis when she was running for the job. Clip two. Because you're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket. I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. Let me just say that. I mean, think about that. Okay. I'm not going to hire somebody who works under me. I guess that means he was working on top of her. I love it when you talk dirty. Okay, because she did exactly that. She hired the guy she was shacking up with. Now, this is where this gets good, okay? That interview you just heard where she said, I'm not going to hire anybody I'm having sex with. That interview took place in 2020. Do you know when the witness testified that she began her relationship with Nathan Wade? 2019. Which means she absolutely went out and hired the dude she was already sleeping with. Listen to this testimony. Fascinating stuff, man. But it's the kind of stuff we're all supposed to agree on. That's the point. Okay, this is clip eight. So you know that their relationship, their personal relationship, began shortly after this municipal court conference. Yes. And when I say personal, romantic. Is that is I just want to make sure we don't get in an argument over what personal and romantic is later. When I ask you personal, do you take that to mean romantic? Yes. Okay. And do you understand it that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her? Yes. Okay. So that's her, her friend. College go they go back to college. Okay, at one point roommates, she eventually took over the woman's lease. Okay, I'd go out on a limb and say they know each other pretty well, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, that woman 
said they began having a physical relationship in 2019. She witnessed it. It's been going on since 2019, which means Fannie Willis was running on, you can't hook up with the employees. Fannie Willis was already hooking up with the employees. Bingo. Why does this matter? It seems trivial. It seems off the grid. Okay, because they are trying to convict people for lying to the court when they themselves have lied to the court. Okay, do you understand credibility is a big thing when it comes to a jury? Okay, this is a jury that's hearing a case that Fannie Willis is presiding over that could very well determine the outcome of the next election. If Donald Trump's criminally convicted by this man, by this woman, okay, it absolutely is going to damage him at the polls. He will lose support if there's a criminal conviction. That's why Nikki Haley's still in the race, straight up. Okay, people like DeSantis might get back into the race if there's a criminal conviction. I'm, I'm being serious. Okay, he's not going to win. Okay, I'm telling you this right now. You're crazy if you think people are going to vote for a guy who's been criminally convicted. I don't mean you. I don't mean most conservatives because Trump is obviously the dominant player in the conservative party. But I mean the swing voters, okay, they're the ones that decide the outcome of this thing. Okay, it's the reason the Democrats are putting so much pressure on Trump legally. It's lawfare. It's a weaponization of the justice system. It's disgusting, but it's effective if it works for them. Okay, in the short term, they're not trying to get a conviction in the court of law. They're trying to get a conviction in the court of public opinion. You hang this over the guy's head. You look, there's so much chaos. We got to get rid of him so things will be more peaceful. The problem is they have Biden on the ticket and he has dementia. Tell him like it is. Okay, that's their problem. So all the Trump baggage goes out the window if you have another guy who broke the same laws but isn't cognitively fit to stand trial. I mean, I got to be honest. You'd have a very, very, very hard, probably impossible time convincing me that Biden's the guy you're supposed to vote for under over Trump. I don't know. I don't. You couldn't do it. And believe me, I don't co-sign every word that comes out of Trump's mouth. But in what world, in what world is Biden better for this country in any way, shape or form? Okay, we've doddered and forgotten and misremembered our way onto the brink of World War Three in the Middle East. Okay, we're sitting here with an overrun border. The core price index hasn't come down. Okay, the inflation numbers were higher than expected last month again. They're not at the historic 40-year level, but we're still paying a lot more for goods than we were when the guy got into office. So you can't tell me the Biden policies are better so you'll put up with the dementia because the people running the show have better policies. The people running the show have worse policies, and the face of the whole thing has dementia. Okay, what it comes down to is for a guy who cares about the country is I'm raising Jenny and Lincoln here or, you know, living living a life with Jenny and Lincoln here. I want the country to do better. And you couldn't argue that Biden's policies are better for the country than Trump's better border under Trump, better economy under Trump, better global stability under Trump. Okay, that stuff really, 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 really matters. So if it winds up being an election of two dinosaurs that nobody can stand on either side. okay, at the end of the day, it still comes down to policy. But the problem we're having in this moment, okay, is the people running Biden don't know what they're doing. Okay, the shameful people in the media who just want the people running Biden to win this election so they can keep on presidenting behind the scenes, okay, are out there shilling for someone like Fonnie Willis who has no credibility whatsoever. But at the end of the day, her prosecution could determine the outcome of this election. That's what's going on right now. That's the significance of why we're talking about this. This girl hired a guy who had never 
prosecuted a case on this level before. Okay, but it wasn't beginner's luck. Like, we need some hungry, young, hotshot prosecutors. No, this is a guy handling car accidents. Okay, and now he's handling a case that could determine the outcome of the election. He's getting paid 600% more than the other investigators. He's getting paid cash that we still don't know where it's coming from. They don't have receipts for anything they spent the money on, but they admit they spent it. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay, the truth is... This is something that really does, when you talk about protecting democracy, okay, I'm pretty sure democracy is Fannie Willis's stripper name. Because what else could she mean by democracy? Okay, this is damaging all the credibility we have left because you're just seeing how brazenly open the prosecutions have become. And when there's a double standard in the rule of law, that means we have no standard at all. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the man with the fashion sense that's all his own. Looks like a gay bag lady. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Kevin Walling's coming up. Richard batting leadoff in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Richard. Yes. My man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, talking to I know. Me too. I'm excited. And I have, I'm more excited to talk to you than you are to talk to me. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I'm going to be, this for real, I'm going to be in Vegas in July, July the 5th. Uh, The tickets aren't on sale yet, but when it's done, me, Jenny, and Lincoln are going to drive through Arizona, and we've never been to New Mexico. And we're going to drive through New Mexico and then road trip our way up to my gig in Colorado on July 13th. So I need a New Mexico consultant. Are you that guy? Yeah. Hot damn. I am am 60 miles from El Paso, right down here on the border. And I've got homeless people sleeping out in front of my store. Oh hell! Well, almost morning. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say I can get that here in New York. So I need you to guide me to better stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you're welcome to come by my store, and I'll give you the best water in town. How about it? Now, what a country! All right. Well, we're going to talk about this as the date draws closer. But it'll be in July. And we're going on a great American road trip, Los Angeles to Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon to to New Mexico on up to Colorado Springs. So we'll cross paths, I promise. All right. I look forward to that. It's a date. Uh, you know you, what my, go ahead. That I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm retired military. I'm 71, and I'll admit my cognitive abilities aren't what they used to be when I was 61. And I don't know what they're going to be when I'm 81. Mm -hmm. But I had a top secret clearance in the Air Force, and I loaded bombs on aircraft. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And so with that clearance, if I were to tell someone some of the things I did, I'd wind up in Leavenworth in short order. (laughs) What I can't understand is if I'm not mentally fit, be prosecuted then mm. how come i'm president and on the other hand if i say i'm okay and i'm not mentally challenged uh-huh. then why aren't i being prosecuted for having all that stuff out of the skiff that i should have never had to begin with yep. so on either way 
shouldn't Article 25 come into play? Yeah. Well, what they're trying to pretend on the Democratic side of this is that the special counsel didn't say he was knowingly and willfully retaining the documents. What the Democrats are trying to say is, how dare they talk about his cognitive state? They exonerated him, and all you have to do is exonerate him. But what they're misleading the public on is he wasn't exonerated. They just said this is basically an insanity plea, so we're not charging him. Well, I don't understand. He's not supposed to have the stuff out in the skiff no matter what. I know, because when he broke the law, it wasn't in this state. You're right. You're spot on. This this is why we've I, I, I got. I mean, it's like Hillary. She was told she wasn't supposed to to turn over stuff. Well, she destroyed it. Yep. I mean, there's two different rules here. We're watching what's happening to Trump. And he was president and had the authority to downgrade or to declassify this documents he had. Yep. And have them where he had them. But. Our current president, at the time that he had these documents, never had the authority to downgrade or take that stuff out of the skiff. Yep. Gross. It's definitely a double standard. Uh, You know, you can plead insanity, but if you're going to plead insanity, you should also step down. Uh, Richard, fine work. We'll be in touch soon. You are the official tourism ambassador of the Fela family to New Mexico. So congrats on the gig. It doesn't pay great, but we'll see you soon. Uh, Kevin Walling around the corner. We might even close this thing with a phone call from my man, Michael, who's out on the road, the local rub and tug. Back after this. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So excited to talk to this next guest, although I'm a little upset he's not in studio. Kevin Walling, Democratic strategist, returns to the show. Walling! Hey, brother. How are you? Good. I actually I, I genuinely do love when you have when you're in the studio because we get to have some real talk before you go on the air. And what I appreciate about it, I mean this, I'm not trying to make a joke, is this, the tone and tenor of the conversation doesn't change. Like the conversations exactly we have right. are just the conversations exactly we have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I wish I was there, too, man. I'm down in uh, beautiful sunny Charleston, South Carolina. One week to go out from this, uh, the wedding of the decade. Oh so my you're, goodness. You're getting me. How you're, many? the last Fox hit, uh, for a while. Is that true? I, How I many wedding no. planners have committed suicide between her, you and your partner? Uh, I think they were all Trump voters in South Carolina. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so the Lord's work down here as a Democrat. So you see this as addition by subtraction? <laughs> Always. That's what I got to do. Kevin, well, that's what, that's what we're that's what we're down to now. Um, listen, man, uh, one of the things everyone loves about you on this show, uh, although we don't always agree politically, is uh, you're very object, objective observer of politics um, and quick to call a foul on either party if you Uh-oh. deem fit. Uh-oh. No, no, this isn't on a party so mm-hmm. much as I know you watched Fonnie Willis. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine you thought that was just a good look for the prosecution yesterday. Yeah, no, I mean, again, and all the networks are covering it because uh, it's sensational. I mean, this is not a, this is not a good thing, you know, if you believe in, you know, uh, legal independence in this country, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the fact that all this is such a distraction from the actual case, uh, whether you think, you know, Trump and his associates in Georgia are guilty or not, it's, it's definitely not a good thing for anybody. 
No, it's not great. Uh, but the issue there is it's a, it is a, obviously an organic distraction. It's not, totally. you know, some right-wingers started a story. It's, you know, it's a relationship that seems to be a bit improper. But it was. I will concede the point. Very good television, was it not? Oh, yeah, totally. Dude, the dad well, was again, on I, today. Everybody's been yeah, on. Yeah, the dad is great. Uh, you know, he's he's cracking some jokes and stuff like that. I mean, she she gave us all something to watch for sure. Yeah, she was filibustering well. Here's a tip uh, to anyone who's telling a lie. Okay, this is very important, and you probably know this already, but maybe some of our listeners don't. If you're lying, okay, like if someone asks you a question and you and you know your answer is going to be a lie, don't ever pause for 45 seconds before you give your answer. <laughs> Think of it through this lens. If a cop pulls you over and goes, have you been drinking? If you wait 45 seconds to say no, I promise you he's going to ask you to step out of the car. Yeah, definitely not a good look. And that's, not a good look. That so her the her and her man had a few of those, which I found funny. But I just listen, man. I, I'd love to get your take on this. You know, you talk about deciding things at the ballot box. That's what that's what it comes back to a lot for me. I can't condone a lot of what Trump did in the aftermath of 2020. I obviously sure. wasn't thrilled with the aftermath of 2016, but I think we're far enough along down the road now that we should just let voters decide it. Would you be comfortable with that, or do you want to see these legal cases play out? Where is Kevin Walling on this? Well, listen, I think, you know, there's a serious issue with the classified documents thing. And, you know, we've been talking about apples and oranges with with Joe Biden and Donald Mm -hmm. Trump. That's not the case in terms of the fundamentals of those issues. So from a national security perspective, um, you know, if there is gross negligence and legal Mm -hmm. culpability, especially on that documents case, Uh I think there's going to be more delight to come out of the January 6th case as well, right? They've got the phone records somehow that they've gotten, maybe some of those phone transcripts. But we don't know what's on them. You just, you yourself just said maybe. I think more is going to come out, maybe, some of these documents, Kevin Walling. Now, hold on, because I love you. Okay, but the Trump and Biden thing when it comes to gross negligence is the special counsel essentially found that he was grossly negligent. He willingly, uh, knowingly detained this information that was apparently everywhere uh, (laughs) during his time as a senator and a vice president. And essentially, they're just giving him a free pass because they said he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. So that's my question for you. Uh, I I would assume you're going to tell me Biden is sharp as a tack, right? I mean, I re- I don't I don't know if I saw cuckoo for cocoa puffs in that that three hundred page document. I well, I it was that. wasn't it exactly. It was probably it, a footnote. <laughs> it wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement of his cognitive state. I believe you would concede. No. Well, listen. I think that guy. You know, everything is politics. We talk about it all the time. This guy has an agenda. Mm-hmm. Democrats have an agenda. Everybody's trying to score a point for their side, mm-hmm. right? You know, this is. I think Joe Biden's case is much more similar to Mike Pence's case, mm-hmm. right? Uh, than certainly. Uh, Donald Trump's case. But we don't know uh, that. Again, we think... don't know what Trump had. All we know is Trump's being prosecuted. And this guy said you can't prosecute Biden because he'd look elderly with a very poor memory, which is sympathetic to a jury. So I don't think well, we know what the known is. I think it is a double standard. I, I, you know, until we see what the Trump stuff is, I think it reads poorly until we, I guess, otherwise proven. Well, sure, and and a lot of people are making that argument. I, I'm I'm going back to the original question of, okay. you know, is there anything that's disqualifying about Donald Trump? You know, should we let the people decide? I'm all about, you know, the this, the Colorado issue. The main issue is stupid, yes. right? The guy should remain on the ballot. I want to beat him at the ballot box like we did three years ago. 
But the question of, you know, these cases moving forward before the election, I think a lot of that stuff has to be adjudicated before the American people. And, and, and it will, you know, drive home the narrative to a bunch of Democrats uh, in terms of their feelings of the president and the same with Republicans and their feelings to the former president. But let the process play out and don't kick them off the ballot. No, you can't kick him off the ballot. Kevin Walling is on the line. Uh, he gets invited to the White House Christmas party, and he would like to go uh, one more time before Biden despite, leaves office. Despite your best advances to get me kicked off. No, no. Uh, I don't that wa- list, mister. I don't want you kicked off. I, all of my sources in this White House, like I have, I have like phenomenal. I don't out them because they don't come on the show. Um, and I don't, you know, me and you have everything, everything you tell me on the air is something you tell me off the air. There's no like oh, difference, but that's what I applaud you for because, you know, believe me, I've, I've made a point to explain to my show that there's a lot of lawmakers I've had on once because they're different people off the air, meaning it's, mm-hmm. you know, they get on the air and it's all oh, the American people and this and that, but off the air, they're like, yeah, you know, I was out with Pelosi last night. I'm like, whoa, hold on now. And I don't want <laughs> Everyone to be seen as the enemy. I just mean there's a lot of pro wrestling in politics. I don't consider you a part of it. I consider you like a Nacho Libre wrestling. How's that? Hey, we'll take it. I mean, uh, you but t- listen, you also, but you also have this skill of like actually getting uh, politicians to be real people on yep. the air. Yes, uh, but well, which is you. like a serious skill. Yeah, it, it matters, but uh, I do know there's humans in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Deep down, deep down. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere. Uh, it's a thing. Uh, well, we're talking to the great Kevin Walling. We're having a fabulous time right now. Uh, every time you come on now, this question has to come up because there's an NBC poll out that says 86% of Americans are concerned about the president's cognitive state. Now, that poll did not come out after the special counsel. It was taken before the special counsel's findings. Uh, it's a liability. Whether he's coming off the ticket or not, it's a liability. Uh, I know you believe he's staying on the ticket, uh, but what is what can you speak to behind the scenes? Is there a mad scramble going on, or can you pull yourself together and tell me nobody's worried? Uh, listen, I'm a Democrat, right? So mm-hmm. everybody's worried, okay, right, about fair. everything, mm-hmm. not about the not just about the president. No, no, but about this, but about, but about this. Don't every you don't you Fanny Willis your way out of this? We well, that's a question you're that. asking a black woman. Come on, give it to me. Give it to me straight. Listen, this is Joe Biden is a guy. You know, he first ran for president in the '80s, right? He has wanted to be president for a long time. Yep. He is finally president. Mm-hmm. You think? You know, he's going to willingly uh, not run for reelection while he has Air Force One in the White House and the ability to, to make change for people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he's not going to do that. Um, and again, I think, you know, I trust the president. I trust Dr. Biden to make his assessments for his health. Mm-hmm. You know, he's traveling like he's in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, he's he's uh you know he's in Ohio dealing with the the train spill again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the road quite a bit. You know the Politico had this headline. You know get Joe Biden out of his cocoon. The man traveled to like eighteen states in the last three weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, so I mean mm-hmm. you know and again uh, you know you can you can debate whether that press conference in the wake of the her. Uh, thing did him any favors or sometimes the speeches oh, there's no he debate gives, but... no no you can't debate that but continue <laughs> I'm kidding. well I you know it. again part of I... it is like you know he's got to get down the road more oh no he's got to go back you know behind the scenes more mm-hmm. I, you know i'm like a let biden be biden even gaffes and mexico and egypt leaders mixed up and all um <laughs> and again uh like he says compare him to you know the alternative and not the almighty and 
you know, we'll I, see how that process plays out. I would, I guess so. We're talking to Kevin Walling. Uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating next couple of months. Uh, I concede the point that if you wanted to be president your whole life, I know you said he started running in the 80s. I believe it was the 1880s, to be specific. <laughs> but uh, I get, you know, having access to that level of power is not something anybody willingly walks away from. I mean, the last guy to do it was LBJ. I mean, and that, uh, and, yeah. uh, and he might have just been a guy who knew too much <laughs> yeah. At, in the Fruit decade point. in the decade he was living in. I believe LG, LBJ looked around the old trapper keeper. And was like, you know, there's a lot of really interesting pages in this thing. I don't know that I need to keep reading. <laughs> Probably yeah. no, but it's a good point. I mean, he's the he's the only one in in uh, in recent history or all of American history that actually willingly, you know, when he could have run again, uh, yeah. say he wasn't going to do it. No, it's it's fascinating stuff, Kevin Wong. That's why we love having you on. Listen, we're all excited about this wedding. Uh, but you got to do me this because I know there's going to be fabulous, you know, centerpieces and photos and everything else. Try to try to live your wedding uh, before you broadcast the whole thing. Too many people miss their whole lives now because they're too busy sharing it with the people who aren't there. And it's like every vacation, every person I now know, know now who goes on vacation, I've seen the cars outside. Here we are at the baggage claim. Here we are at the front desk. I'm like, dude, just just go to the swim up bar and get drunk in everyone else's pee and enjoy yourself. You know. We're we're going Instagram live from the moment we wake up. Of course so you, are. you know, You're so glam. You know, because I'm a you know I'm a whore for that kind of stuff. You are. I got I got to get the likes. I, I listen, man. I I have not been around a lot of gay marriages, which is surprising given the way I dress. I think most people would assume I officiate them on the side. Uh, you know, you are you are a runner up to be asked to do the officiant. By the way. <laughs> It was it, it was either you or the dean of the cathedral down here, uh, you know, and you have a similar amount of holiness in Alex and I's estimation. I've certainly heard as a cab driver my fair share of confessions. If you wanted to take it there, <laughs> but you got to give us absolution, though. That's the key. Uh, you can't just hear it. You gotta, you know, you gotta absolve us too. We gotta, we gotta pull some strings behind the scenes. All right. Well, listen, man, we're excited. Congratulations. Thank uh, you, brother. I assume the next time I see you on my TV set, you will uh, be a newly married man. Is that true? That's that's the plan. That's wow. the plan. We'll see. Are you guys honeymooning, or are you, like, just hanging before? Uh, yeah, no, we're going We're going to Portugal, Spain, Ooh. Ooh. and Morocco. Ooh. So. But this is, like, not like I took Jenny to Epcot. No, this is – I mean, that's what I would actually wanted to do to check off all those countries. Yeah. And that's what I actually proposed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but Alex guys. isn't about that. Good for you. Yeah, well, he's, you know, no, I he's get kind it. of a weenie in that department. Well, is he ever. But we love that. We're very pro-Alex on this show, as you know. Amen. Congratulations, man. We'll talk when you get back. Live it up, man. Marriage is a sacred institution. Uh, odds are you're only going to do this three times in your life. So have fun. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I'll Good to be you with you. The great Kevin Walling. There he goes, off to get married. That's stupid. Use your common sense. No, he's going to have a great time. And uh, his partner, Alex, a tremendous dude, just the same. Uh, I was not. I was not asked to officiate their wedding. Uh, We have some callers on hold. We'll get their thoughts on that and other things when we come back after this. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Folks, as you might know, I'm going to be appearing at the Helena Civic Center in Helena, Montana on Friday night, March the 29th. Joining us now on the line, 
a man who may very well be there in attendance, John in the house in Butte. Yo, John. Hey, brother. How you doing? Getting ready to hit the road, man. One more week in New York, and I uh, they take off the yeah. ankle bracelet. Yeah, well, and I'm getting ready to go right through one of your areas you're coming to, Colorado oh. Springs. Oh, hot damn. I'll be there July 13th. That's going to be nuts. Uh, well, at least you'll be coming through when it's warmer, not coming <laughs> through when there's a storm. Yeah, hey, a- I just got to ask, man, if, am I the only person that sees that this Fawny, Fanny, whatever the hell her name is, <laughs> am I the only person that sees her as being a complete disgrace, not only to herself, but to the office? Oh, no. I mean, listen, most of us do. It's just that there's this effort politically to blunt the damage that was done to the prosecution yesterday by claiming we just don't get it. Like, oh, they're just wronging a black woman when there's no race we'd be okay with here. She doesn't have to lie to kick it. You know, she can own up and admit the fact that she wanted to play like Monica Lewinsky for a little while. (laughs) She's been doing it since 2019. (laughs) well listen okay i don't know that they specifically involved smoking products uh but i do know the prosecution has gone up in smoke nonetheless the kind of fine analysis yep uh listen man uh get your game face on we're uh you know a little more than a month away now i'm getting into fighting shape for the road Oh, I love it, man. I'm so I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled to get the hell out of New York. I can't wait because I've been home basically all of January and February. I was in Los Angeles for 48 hours to do something with Mike Rowe. And uh, I've just been home. It's a lot of New York for me. I didn't realize how much I hate this place because I'd been on the road all last year. Man, what a dump we live in. <laughs> so you got to you you live and work in an area where you got to walk over fecal matter and syringes and God only knows, you know, yeah, hobbits yeah. and. Yeah, but enough about enough about my producer's workspace. Let's just stay focused here. John, you're the best. Happy Friday, brother. All right, wrapping this one up. Michael, oh, Michael is out in Valdosta, Georgia. Michael! <laughs> I heard what you said about me earlier to that wonderful lady from Tyler, Nancy. Texas guy. Hey, mm-hmm. I can neither confirm nor deny the existence of pants, if you must know. <laughs> so. I don't doubt that. And Nancy is a naughty nurse. She uh, Naughty nurse Nancy is how she identifies. Those are her pronouns. Her pronouns are naughty and nurse. Hey, effervescent masculinity. How great is Uncle Ted Nugent? Holy oh, cow. I just fire. wish he wouldn't hold back so much. You know? <laughs> he was on fire. Like, on who's great. Holy He's the best. cow. Hey, look, so can you divulge the star-studded lineup of Tomorrow's High Flying Destiny? <laughs> oh, Fox News Saturday night? Do you want to know? So everyone yeah, should yeah. go check out. We have a country music star, young girl whose debut album just came out. Her name is Taylor Austin Dye. A lot of tattoos, a lot of jewelry, a lot of guitar. She's going to bring her guitar onto the set. Uh, Aaron Berg, he's the comic in the fur coat, has been on once before. Uh, Carly Shimkus has assured me she's wearing her skimpiest cocktail dress. And uh, for the perverts in the audience, which I know you know nothing about. And uh, an Irish comedian by the name of Mick Thomas, who's really fantastic and filthy. And uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank is coming by for a little chit chat. So it's going to be good. Oh, my gosh. 
Wow. It's going to be TV riches. Hey, look, I wanted to remind your listeners that if they record the show Saturday night, be sure to watch it on Sunday to boost our radio buddies' ratings. We all want him to crush the ratings even more. So watch it on Sunday if you record it on Saturday. Honestly, we should have hired you as a producer by now, given that we can pay you in spray cheese. I don't know why we haven't. Uh, Michael, we love you, man. Great call. Great week of calls. I'll see you on the TV. The show is over. I'm filling in for Gutfeld on the 5 at 5 p.m. Eastern. Then I'll be on with Hannity. Until then, be a Republican, be a Democrat, but don't be a... I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.